Welcome to Martial Arts Stuff, Episode 3. Today's episode is an excerpt from Podzor, Episode 44. Today we talk about six methods for training and symmetric versus asymmetric styles. Our intro music is Overpopulation by Flopsy. Our outro music is Mojave Metro by Cjax. Both of those are from podsafeaudio.com. If you'd like to contact either Sterling or myself, we're at roxormedia.com. That's R-O-X-O-R media.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Time podcasts. No, Dan and I have the the the, yeah, the bosses are the laying bosses laying are, the feet down. They're not too happy about the whole thing. So, um, we've got uh, yet another audio hookup, and hopefully this one's going to work at least okay. Yeah, um, the ultimate thing is going to be to just we need to get we need to get two headset, headsets that are identical. Another That's headset, the and then the, the I think we should just do that. I think that would. That would probably do it. Because the problem actually. last time really was your headset. Yeah. Um, well, the problem with my headset is that if I push it down, if, if I put it in front of my mouth, I pop the mic all the time. Right. If I push it down, then it doesn't pick up the, the my audio. Exactly. So, God damn it. You should have just bought the one I told you this to buy. But no, you had to buy something all crazy no, and damn. No, I... I dude, I had to go <laughs> best... But to, I went to Best Buy and I just bought the cheapest fucking thing there was. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, I don't think we have any comments or anything like that. No, the um, board's I, been I, slow. People, I think, are are busy. I did end up splitting the feeds. You did split yep. the feeds. So we now have a martial arts stuff. Did I mention that last time? Was yes. that already done? It was yes. already done. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're getting some weird traffic because like, we've got more traffic this month than we've had all year. I noticed, and I think it's probably because of the martial arts stuff. What? I, I, yeah, I'm not even sure because those episodes aren't even showing up yet. Right. On our on our. I can't tell count. if this thing. My thing goes off occasionally. Yeah. It. I, I don't know. But you guys were kind of back from this one. They always sound yeah. good, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. So hopefully it'll be okay. This Plus, time, then maybe I'll be too soft and you'll be too loud. Well, and they see, can get this, a whole lot of dance. We're splitting the channel on this one, so I can just increase the volume on the separate channels. Right. So this one, it doesn't matter for it. But all right. Um, man. Okay, we got nothing. Woo! Else. Holy shit. Uh, That's we, right. We got a lot of stuff. We skipped a week this week, and I'd like to apologize for that. But we're trying to figure out how to do this without doing it on our lunch hours. Yeah. Ooh, I just got the weirdest deja vu. You did? Yeah. Sweet. Strange. So, uh, hey, uh, I guess that's it. You want to go right into martial arts stuff? Let's. All right. Six step, the, the six-step process to learning the martial arts. This is something that I don't think people... People always break down, like uh, Bruce Lee did it, and uh, 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 Scientific Fighting Congress does things like that. They break down martial arts movements into basic movements right. um, moving to the inside or the outside uh, uh, blocking to the 3 o'clock blocking to the 6 o'clock things like that 
But what I thought was interesting about this is that it broke down the learning process. Because not only are the martial arts something that you do, it's something that you learn. Right. Um, oh, that's actually uh, – this is actually interesting, this, the steps you have laid out here. Yeah. Up, up on the wiki. Yeah. Um, and uh, these are just a summarization from a link from a blog I found. But uh, the first one they talk about is observation. Right. Uh, and I know that uh, particularly for um, – well, from my experience anyway, Tai Chi – is big into this phase where the primary job of a student is to observe the instructor. Right. Uh, and you have to, you have to watch for subtlety and you have to, and you and I have talked about it before where it's important to watch your instructor, you know, and take note of what they are doing. They're not going to necessarily correct your every movement or your every error. Yeah. Well, cause a lot of the stuff comes from one of the later steps. Yes. Well, and the other thing about observation is observing yourself. Yes. Uh, and that has a big factor in um, doing your forms in front of a mirror. Right. Or doing them on uh, uh, on video where you can tape yeah. yourself doing your form and I, then... I think it's harder to observe yourself. Oh, I because think so too. I, I have had people that I've interacted with before where I'm showing them something and I show it to them and they do it and then I go... That, that that wasn't right. right, and they say it looked just like when you did it, and I say no, no it, didn't. it didn't, because they're not properly, you know, they're just they're not aware of themselves. They can't that that comparison between when they do it, they right. think just because I move my arm over here that if they move their arm over here they're doing it, but there's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. So I think the 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 subtlety and observation is important, um, and it's the job of the student. I guess it's the job of the, the teacher as well to observe the students, but that's a big component in learning the martial arts is observing the physical motions of, of your fellow students and your instructors. Yeah. Uh, the second one that's talked about is perseverance. Whoo, this and, one's a tough one. And we know all about this one. Um, this is one of those things, and it's not just perseverance, like physical perseverance. Mental it's mental perseverance. It's emotional perseverance. It's, I think of it as one of those things where we talked about motivation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And this is where perseverance comes in. And not just perseverance like, um, and as I talked about, it's not, oh, I'm going to persevere and I'm going to go three times a week to class. Right. It's sometimes it's, I'm going to go once a week to class. Yeah. And perseverance is meaning it means I'm going to I'm going to not not go. And if I mean it's it's one thing you may get down to the point where you're like I just don't want to go anymore it's not my thing then it's not your thing but I do think that the perseverance is important to like just drive through those times when you don't really feel like doing it or even physical perseverance where you don't want to do one more Right, form where you've or, been doing this form or this part of this form yeah. for forty-five minutes, right, or an hour, yeah, and it's so easy to go. Ah, oh, this is so boring. I want yeah. to learn how to play with swords and right. knives and yeah. sticks and yeah. and you know all this other crazy stuff. Yeah. And you just, I mean, you're just not to that point yet, yeah. but you want to be, and then it's hard because well, you tend to you tend to be. 
like ready to move on. Yeah, I, I feel I'm ready to move. I want to move on, whether I whether yeah. I'm actually ready or not. Well, and uh, uh, I think the worst case scenario of that is forms. Is when uh, I've seen a lot of people get the, the gross motor movements of a particular form, and they want to move right on to the next one. Yep, and you right over the detail. And you move right over the detail because they don't have this commitment or perseverance to say. Okay, I, you know, I'm a big, tough guy, and I can persevere through anything. Well, what about boredom? Right. <laughs> what, about what about boredom? What is muscle going to do against it's boredom? boredom. Not, nothing. Nothing. You know, it's like, I like to equate it to like learning the alphabet. You may know all the letters in the alphabet, but you can't then skip over writing. You have to right. figure out how to put them in together to form words and use those wor- words to form sentences and those sentences to form paragraphs. So knowing the alphabet does not mean you know how to write. Right. Well, and I, I remember um, uh, somebody, I think it was in San Yando, they were asking me if they could start learning the next form. And I said, well, do you know the first one? And they said, yeah. And I said, do you know it with your eyes closed? And they said, well, I've never tried it before. And I said, do you know it on your left side? Well, I've never tried it before. Have you done it, you know, it's just like... Have you you done it with something in your hand? Have you done it with something in your hand? Have you done it with really deep, low stances? Have you done it with really shallow stances? Um, So that kind of thing, it's like you've you've got to struggle through that boredom and get through that boredom because... Obviously, the form is there for a reason. It's there to teach you, or not even a form. Uh, I, in, in the uh, Wing Chun class, I was going through essentially uh, uh, th- what ends up being three sets of, it's bong lap da, it's called. Okay. And it's three movements. And you do it with a partner, and you go over those movements over and over and over again. And then you switch sides, and you do it on the other side, and then you switch back. And then you do it sort of walking a little bit. <laughs> And uh, we did that for about a half an hour, and it got boring. Right. At the same time, I would say about 25 minutes into it, I got something. I was like, my shoulder is just fucking killing me. And then I started relaxing my shoulder, and my shoulder went it went a little bit low. You know yep. how you get those raised shoulders when yeah. they get real tense? You get tense, and they come and up, 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 up. And I relaxed my shoulders, and boy, the, mo- the motion was a lot smoother. Yeah. I don't know if I could have learned that if someone said, drop your shoulders. Right. It's only after 25 minutes of doing it. You wear yourself out to the point where you have no choice. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, So third, we have technical knowledge, um, which I think sort of come from the first two in a lot of ways. Right. uh, Where... And I don't know what would you consider to be technical knowledge, like what a particular mo- movement is doing, or well, that yeah, and and how to do it properly. And, uh-huh. it, and I think you're right. I think it comes from observation, and perseverance. You yeah. observe what's going on. You persevere through the boredom and all of the frustration yeah. of not having it not feel right. Yeah. And eventually, you come to this point where it starts to feel right, and you start to explore those things, and you start to get an idea of what this is for. Yeah. And why you needed to learn it, you know, why it's not just this, you know, I'm not just stepping here and I'm not just moving my arms across right. my body here. There's a, there's a, there's a purpose. I'll tell you, I had a great, ex- not a, uh, I didn't have a great experience. I saw a great example of that. I've been watching the, uh, I think it's the TPN Martial Arts Explorer video cast. Uh-huh. And, uh, 
what they do each week, and of course, I don't have any experience with karate, with, with Okinawan karate, but um, they have kata, which are forms or patterns, right. and bunkai, which are similar to one steps from Taekwondo one steps or our scenarios. But what they do is they take a, a, a slice of the kata and then create bunkai from that kata, from that slice of the kata. Ah. And the the guy who does it, um, man, he knows the kata inside and out because right. when he translates the kata to bunkai, it's you can really see it in the kata after a, obviously after he does the translation, go out sure. experience, you can really see it and it 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 made it very apparent to me that if you know the technical details of the kata then you will be able to translate that into the bunkai, which then translate into, hopefully, into, right. you know, and reality scenarios. Especially with, with, with forms. And I've never, I've never been a big forms or kata yeah. person, never have. But um, something I learned with the silat was um, to go back to Sanyun Do, take a form, pull a movement, just any random movement out of any random form, and find like two to three ways to use that against an opponent. Right. It's yep. very difficult to do. It is. Because you're like, first of all, well, what should I take? Right. And you have to know which which parts are, you know what I mean? You yeah. have to know the difference between a movement and a transition to movements. Yep. And you know what I mean? You have yep. to know all those things. You and if you don't, all that down. you don't even know where to what to pull out. Yep. You're like, is this a movement or is this just a transition or yeah. what? Yep. So, And I do think it's important to, I mean, the technical details of, of striking, for example, and kicking and... Um, some might say technical details is also uh, uh, physical knowledge of the body, of where to strike right. and what to strike with, you know. Or what to move, where to get what result. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say that joint locking techniques have a lot of, require a lot of technical knowledge. Yes. Um, so what's the next one? All right, repetition. Repetition. And here's where perseverance comes in. Right. Is that you got to do it over and over and over and yeah. over and over again. And this is tough, I think, for Americanized schools because us Americans, it is. we freaking hate it. I mean, you hear the stories about old school teachers and old school schools or schools not in America where people throw straight punches for a year. Right. <laughs> and after a year, they figure, okay, now you know how to throw a straight punch. Now we're going to throw right. you know, a front kick. Well, not only that, but... Um, I, 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 I think too that we don't generally have the time. No, we don't. You know, and I, I understand, and it's it's always that balance of how much is the martial arts, how 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 much do you decide that it's going to be a part of your life? Right. Um, is it going to be a lifestyle? Is it going to be a hobby? Right. Or somewhere in between. Well, and if I were starting a new style, um, and and again, this goes back to all this stuff is is different for everybody. Because if I were starting a new style, and he said, the instructor said to me, well, the first form is 20 movements, and you'll be doing that for the first two years. Oh, I would be gone. I'd be like, okay, thanks thanks for your time. That sounds great for someone that that has that kind of, for a four-year-old, but I'm 35. I'm not going to do two years of one form. Right. Um, well, and, and, and two, so there's a balance in that. And two, I think a lot of this has to do with, um, um, you know, how long have you been doing martial arts? 
Right. Right? I mean, you got some, whatever, regardless of what anybody says, there are m- many martial arts have many, many similarities. Oh, yeah. They may call oh, yeah. things by a different name and, and they may turn their foot out 45 degrees when they do it versus the other. But, but in general, the it's concept the is thing. the same. It's everything's the same. Yeah. So there are certain things once you figure them out, you have a small learning curve to translate them into the new format. That's right. But it's the same thing. The premise is the same. And so those kinds of things sometimes allow you to do to go through things faster than somebody who's never had the experience before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, so repetition is important, and it's important to to be perseverant. Perseverant is that a word? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's por- it's important to persevere through the boredom of the repetition, but the repetition is important. It is. Um, and how much you choose to do yourself is obviously how much you choose to do yourself. Right. But uh, I know that one of the things that help has helped me out a lot is having a heavy bag. And I had a moment, I remember when I learned to relax my legs for my round kicks because I was really, I was throwing these real stiff leg round kicks and just hitting my, kicking my heavy bag one day. I was like, wait a minute. And I struck it nice and loosely and sure enough, that was it. You know, I was like, wow, okay, relax my leg. A revelation. And that was probably after... 10 years of, of doing the martial arts. So repetition. Uh, experimentation. I like this one. I, Me too. I, I think it's very, very important to experiment your martial arts. Mm. Try the, different things. Try different styles for that matter. And experimentation is how you become your own martial artist. Yeah. Because you spend a lot of your time watching and copying other people, which is yeah. good. Yeah. And the time where you finally branch out and start experimenting and exploring on your own is when you truly become your own martial artist. Yeah, well, and I think, too, that, you know, one of the things about experimentation, and I was talking to you about this earlier, is that in uh, my Wing Chun class, we were going through the Bong, bong Lap Da. No, we were going through the Chi Sao exercise. I was doing it with, with another um, uh, student. And he was a yellow belt which is one step up from white. Right. And he was kind of whooping my ass. At least that's the feeling that I got was he would get in on me all the time and he was kind of pushing me around. And I thought to myself, man, you know, I've been doing martial arts for a long time and this guy's (laughs) a, a yellow belt, you know? And then at some point I realized that we were very much, we're playing his game by his rules. Right. Rules so, which you at this point are still a little unfamiliar with. This, that I'm still a little unfamiliar with. And when I sort of realized that, I realized that, you know, for the Wing Chun artists in that school, it ends up being a very insular experience. Now, Chan has the, the, the San Sao classes so that if people really wanted to, like, test their fighting skills, they could test their fighting skills. Right. But at the same time, if you go to Wing Chun and you only go to Wing Chun and you never explore either other martial arts or you know anything like that, then you'll think you're the king of the world when the reason that you're so good is because you're good against other Wing Chun artists. Right. You've put yourself on an island and yeah. said, I'm the best there is anywhere right. in my known land. Right. 
And you may be great on that island, but <laughs> get off the island every once in a while. And, you know, at the same time, people may find that they're great off the island, too. Yep. Uh, you know, it's I, I think learning martial arts is like learning a language in that after the first one, the rest get easier. Right. Um, at least the the beginning levels of most martial arts are you are pretty quick to learn after you learn the first martial art. Um, so anyway, yeah, experimentation. Get out there, watch some videos even, um, experiment with with other people. We have at Chuck's, we had the, the fight night where we sparred with uh, people from other schools. Right. Just to get a sense for where we're skill, our skills were at and all that yep. stuff. And I didn't go, but I heard great things about it. Yeah, it was it was, a lot, it was a lot of fun, and we haven't done another one since then. But mainly because there's yeah, time and time and yeah, yeah, all this other stuff. Just but going you do it on when you can, and, you right? Know? Do it when you can. And uh, the last one is self evaluation, which we kind of already covered in observation. That right, you can do that through videotapes or mirrors or anything like that. Yeah. So. Well, but I think this also is figuring out where you're at in the chain of things, where you uh, where you're at. Uh, where you want to be, you know what I mean? Kind of stepping out from, from the path you're on, yeah. figuring out where it's going. Yeah. Is this where you want to be going? For, you know, making all your little adjustments. That's a, I, I think you're right. I guess in a more, in a grander scope, the self-evaluation is, is really one of the most difficult ones. Yeah. Because that's like saying, well, what do I want out of my martial arts career? Right. What is the point? Is the point of all this so I can be a badass motherfucker? Well, if I just want to be a bad, whenever I ever needed to be a badass motherfucker, right? You start to ask those questions. Yeah, and I think those are the most difficult questions to answer because they don't really have an answer, right? You know. Well, and the other thing that's difficult is sometimes they do have an answer, and that answer means, and we've been talking about this a yeah. lot lately, means that there should be a change, right? And as we all know, everybody, regardless of whether you think you do or not, everybody hates change. Yeah, change yeah. in any manner is very. Yeah very difficult yep. to do yep so when you step out and evaluate where you're at and you decide there needs to be a change now you're yep. gonna have to start this whole process all over again yeah you know what i mean just that's to tough. instantiate the change it's, it's hard to do but that's tough i think those are six really good steps i think those to... are six really good steps and mm -hmm. i think too that you know it's it's important for for all martial artists of every level to take a look at this list and say, where am I at with these things? How am I doing? Uh, you know, have I gotten arrogant and I'm not watching the instructor anymore? Right. Um, you know, do I feel like I'm sort of doing a drill just because I have to do it, and as soon as I can, I, I, I break from it? Am I trying to move on to my next form too fast? Right. Am I worried about what I'm going to do next versus what I'm doing now? Am I worried about my next belt instead of about you know, learning this, the, 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 the components of this belt right. thoroughly. Yep. So anyway, uh, I've got the link up here and the blogger goes into quite a bit of detail about, can you click on that link for me? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. <clears throat> no, oh, not, found. not found. Not found. Ha No well, link. Anyway. He right. goes into quite a bit of detail. It's still a good topic. Maybe it'll be back up. It's yeah. possible that I'm having a problem with my internet connection right now. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Um, all right. Well, this is interesting because it leads into a uh, thing that I posted, which actually has a little bit to do with what we talked about two weeks ago, which was the Systema. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was an article on the RMAX forums. Um, anybody who's interested should go check out um, Coach Scott Sonnen's um, website. Yeah. He does circular flow training. Um, he does all sorts of – he's a fitness expert and martial artist, and it's all sorts of crazy stuff. Very interesting. But anyway, one of the coaches on the forums wrote a really long article about asymmetrical versus symmetrical training. Okay. Now, asymmetrical training is typically referred to as theory training. Like Sistema. Sistema is a Russian martial art where there's not a whole lot of emphasis put on hitting the bag, direct drills, you know, people punching people, da 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 da. Okay. You know what I mean? Like boxing type drills and kickboxing type drills and things like that. Straightforward exercise, physical type, confrontation type training exercises. Okay. All right. I, I, I think I get it. Aikido, that's, Tai Chi. Uh, Systema, they're these asymmetrical things where you talk about flow of energy and um, you know dealing with the energy of the other person. But you know what I mean. You're Could not. Those be. But things like when my uki comes up to me, I'm not necessarily going to go full speed here. I'm going to show you real slow, and this is how his energy. Could those today. be hard versus soft styles? Or it external could be. versus internal? Yeah, I mean, in a manner of speaking. Okay. Um, but it's more of how you approach the training to it. Because you I can see. have a soft style where you have symmetrical training drills. All right, so well, now we get into symmetrical training drills. Okay. And the example he used was Russian storm fighting. And these guys, there's no, I could give two shits about the energy or anything like that. These guys are like just charging, fists pounding, fists pumping, kicking, <laughs> da, da, da. I mean. How do they train? That's how they train. Ah. They okay. train by basically just beating the crap out of each other. I've always said, you want to learn to beat the crap out of somebody. Right. Do it over and over and over again. Right. So <laughs> now, the thing is, obviously, these are the two extremes, right? Yeah. yeah. You're missing something if you train just asymmetrically, and you're also missing something if you train just symmetrically. I agree. You can't really learn anything if, if you and I are fighting and we're going purely symmetrical and you're just beating me down, I will right. not learn anything from that because I am just, you know what I mean? If I'm not good enough to do anything but cover up and right. hope that it doesn't hurt too bad, what am I yeah. learning? Yeah. Nothing. So that's when the asymmetrical comes in. You slow it down a little bit. You say, yeah. okay, this is what I did. This is how I did it. Here's some ways to do it. Let's go slow so you can learn it. I we'll see. start to pick up the pace and then that. Well, one of the interesting things in the article, what he talked about in the boards was um, he showed a video of a storm fighter who basically called out a system of master from the crowd and said, why don't you come on up here? Oh, really? And and we'll throw down and we'll pit Systema against my system. Uh -huh. And this was a guy who'd been studying Systema who apparently was a master. Okay. And the guy who was a storm fighter was a, like a pretty new student to storm fighting. And the storm fighter beat his ass. Oh. You know, and if anybody, if you go through and watch some of the system of videos, you talk, this guy does really weird things, and he's like, no, if you if you rub their head here, right. and then touch him here, and then He'll punch him the in the sternum, da, 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 and you can, yeah. and it's like, yeah. okay, now do all that stuff while I'm pounding on your head, right. and kicking you in the shins, and right. kicking you in the thighs. Right. This guy, this the system of guy never laid a hand on the storm fighter. I mean, the storm Dude, do you just... have a link to the video? Da, 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 da. No, I'll have to go because okay. you have to sign up for the forums in there, and I'll have oh, to see shit. if I can get the videos and maybe yes, I'll post them. Yes, if you can pull here. them off, see if you can't get them up to Rockstar Media. I'd love to see that video. Yeah, and this and this is what it comes back to for me is that if if the system of guy had said, well, 
my art isn't a pure fighting art. I mean, it's right. it's not the point of the art is is not to become a badass motherfucker. So right. So to me, it's not the issue of whether one martial art can kick the ass of another martial art or whose dick is bigger. Right. It's a matter of are you selling what you're advertising? Exactly. And that's the problem I have. But back to the asymmetrical versus symmetrical thing, I think you're right because you could say the same thing of, you know, a, a Aikido stylist could go to this storm fighting guy or what, what did you call it again? Yeah, storm fighting. This, the storm fighting and say, and say, do you have any spiritual balance in your life? Right. Do you have a good home life? Are you, are you a calm person in general? Right. How are things going for you? Not well? What do you mean? Are, you're always aggressive? You're yelling at your kids and yelling at your wife? Boy, I think storm fighting sounds pretty fucking stupid. Yep. So, again, exactly. it goes back to you got to have this balance between, in my opinion anyway, what I seek in a martial art. And it's going to be different for everybody. But what I seek in a martial art is that balance. Yes. Is, is where you have some practical fighting ex. Practical fighting exercises, expectations, I don't know, really. Yeah. But you have some of those elements. That's the word I was looking for, right. is elements. But you also have some of the centering and the balancing and the sense of community when you go there and right. that you're part of a team and all that stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if that's... Well, no, and it's funny. And that's exactly what it is. And the, and the article's point was, not had not, it wasn't storm fighting is better than... Than Sistema. And it right. wasn't Sistema is a totally hokey, horrible thing that sucks. Right. The point was, if you go to either extreme, you're missing something. Yeah. And there's a reason that you have asymmetrical and symmetrical types of training yes. drills. Yes. They, 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 they intermingle at some point. That's right. Right? And, you know, this is a perfect example. My brother does a lot of um, kickboxing. Yeah. Every time I talk to him, oh, I've been out for a month, man. I just about broke my foot the last time we were Right. Asleep. Yeah. And it's like... Are you, how can you ever get any good training yeah. done if you're yeah. going so hard that yeah. you're breaking your knuckles and breaking your feet and, and, and dislocating yep. your shoulder and doing all that? Now, those things happen. But if they happen on a regular basis, you're doing something. You're wrong. not training. You're just getting your ass kicked. Well, and I think that traditionally, you know, when you, when you look, I, I don't know, I get the impression anyway, and I've, I've read some historical books and things like that. When you look at like the Shaolin training camps and whatnot, Essentially, what they do is it's a, it's an evolutionary process where you will have one percent of the population who can either recover quickly or simply don't get the broken bones, and they up, they end up rising to the top. Right. They have no interest in you as an individual. What they're trying to get to is that one percent that rises to the top. Yep. And you just, you can't, I don't know, I've got a job i got to get to. Right. And so for me, I cannot afford to get, I, I, I remember uh, in sparring once, I got my fingers bent back because I blocked a kick with an open hand. Stupid, right. stupid, stupid. And I got my fingers, my fingers bent back and I was like, I type with these. I'm right. a programmer. I'm a computer I'm, programmer. I'm going to be screwed if I can't type. Right. So... Well, it's yeah. a balance. So, and that's the thing. I mean, it goes back to that. And people are going to go through their things. I know yeah. when I first started in martial arts, I did a scream. I did uh, our niece, my yep. niece. And I loved it for the fact that I got to use a stick, a pair of sticks. Yeah. And we used to stick fight. And we used to, you know, I never was seriously injured, but we used to go at it really hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and it was fun. And I liked the fact that my instructor's whole goal at the time was he was busting. He had busted away from his old school traditional martial art. And his yep. objective was, I want all of my students to be able to beat the crap out of any traditional black belt. Right. That was his goal. Right. And when you're 18, that's cool. Sure. Right. When you're 18, and you that's cool. And you heal fast. Right. And you heal fast. Now that I'm, you know, and then I went through a phase where I was like, you know what? I just, I don't want to fight anymore. I don't, I don't want to do it. So I did yeah. Tai Chi for two years and I right. loved it. You know, and now I'm to the point where sometimes I want to fight a little. It's interesting how you're not a forms guy yet. You did Tai Chi for two years. Yeah, well, and for, but it was a totally different mindset. At the it time. didn't feel like forms. It didn't did feel it? like forms at yeah. all. Yeah, it was completely different. Yeah. And I and my perspective on forms has changed dramatically since I've done Tai Chi. Yeah, you know. But again, I also studied combat Tai Chi. I mean, we learned right. how to use Tai Chi. You the yes, application of it. We, we learned the application as well as yeah. yes, it was slow for health and da da da. Yeah. But he also showed us. How to kick ass with it, yep. which was a different take on it, which also kept my interest. Yeah, um, but you, as a martial artist, you're going to change. Your reasons for being a martial oh, artist yeah. are going to as change. As you get older, and as and you, you need as to keep anybody, up with them. Everybody changes throughout their life, right? So, you know, uh, and I, I think that it's like any relationship, in that your hopes for the relationship is that the 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 entity or person that you're in the relationship with. Will sort of grow and change as you grow and change. Right. Generally, martial arts styles, they don't do that so much. No. Um, they stay the same, and you, as the martial artist, change. So. And, and you grow and change. Right. So you've, at some point, you've got to resolve that. And I do think, you know, that I read an interesting statistic that said, what I think, sixty percent of people aren't at their school a year after they get their black right. belt. Right. And I think sometimes it's 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 a sheer matter of, you know, you sort of get, and I've experienced it too. You get carried along to a point where you feel like you're growing out of something, or I don't know if it's boredom or whatever it is, but then you get to the point where, at least for me, I think, boy, I'm almost there though, right. and there being my black belt, which isn't really much of a there now that I'm through it. Although it was very much the time. Right. So you work and you work and you work and you work to get there. And then once you get there, you're sort of so burned out that you yeah. there's a, there's a what do they call that, a backlash to all that, you know, one year to six months of extreme effort. <laughs> well, you know, but sometimes it's not just being burned out. Sometimes you've literally grown. Yeah. And it's okay to decide that your school is not for you anymore. Yeah. It's it perfectly is. acceptable. And if your instructor gets mad at you because you don't want to be at school anymore, it's definitely time to leave. Yeah. Because usually someone who's mad at you for not being at their school, they're mad at you because of an ego thing. Right. Because it makes them feel like this martial art's not good enough. Right. And then they suddenly find themselves being angry that their student right. wants to leave. Well, and I think it's perfectly legitimate to be upset or bummed out. Right, you, you could know? be like disappointed because you're losing a good student. Right, but, but you shouldn't be angry at them no. for wanting to grow as a person no. and a martial artist. Yeah, and in fact, Doug. Um, hey, Leanna, I, I forgot to say hi to her. Leanna, Leanna. Um, Doug said that uh, he didn't go to the gathering of the tribes because he was nervous about the way Chuck felt about him for right. the chance. And you know, my response to him was. Chuck's not that kind of guy. No, he's you not. You know, he's he's really not that kind of guy, and and especially um, because I I I think anyway, uh, Doug went to him and said, "Hey, these are the reasons." He did, and this is what I want to do. And 
And, and I told Doug, I'm like, that takes a lot of guts, man. You know, most people just most people disappear. just leave. Yeah, most people just leave. And it takes a lot of guts to say, hey, this is why I'm leaving, and and this is what's going on for me. And like yeah. I say, that takes a lot of guts. Well, and him having said that made an impression. Because whenever I talked to Chuck, it after did. that it had happened, he would say specifically, well, Doug said these were some of the things he had yep. problems with. So yep. it's good. So, so if you are going to leave your school and you have some reason other than <laughs> other than right. you just want to move to something new and different then, because you have a problem with the school, let your instructor know. Yeah. So that way if they feel a change should be made, yeah. they know about it at least. Right. Eh. And, and, and uh, you know, I would suggest to make sure that criticism is constructive but. no right you need to give them ideas <laughs> not you suck the school sucks <laughs> see ya yeah so no. what the fuck were we talking about I have no idea have asymmetrical no idea. versus symmetrical train um, anyway it's time to move on it's time to move we're on we're gonna move on to so some we're other on, stuff we're, we're gonna sign off on the martial arts stuff and uh, uh, I'm that's it <laughs>